those clever engineers. But no. Time for ASO Radio. I spy with my little eye something that is a brand new episode of ASO Radio. This is NZ17 hosting yet another episode, this time episode 113. Uh, we've got some news coming up, which I think you just might like. We've got some reviews coming up, as should be expected. And you know what? Let's get to it, because we've got a whole lot of show to take care of, and it is delicious, like fine Italian cooking. Let's get to it. Okay, now who here is a fan of Neon Genesis Evangelion? Uh-huh. Several dozen hands, it appears. Well, I have some news about the upcoming Evangelion movies. Yes, on February 17th, Shin Seiki Evangelion, Neon Genesis Evangelion creator Ano uh, Hideaki made a statement in the form of a movie poster that appeared in theaters all over Japan. The announcement was also posted on the new Evangelion movie website and Yahoo Japan portal site for the film, which also, uh, I'm sorry, which also launched on uh, Friday, February 17th. A translation of the entire announcement is as follows. Many different desires are motivating us to create the new Evangelion film. The desire to portray my sincere feelings on film. The desire to share with an audience the embodiment of image, the diversity of expressions, and the detailed portrayal of emotions that animation offers. The desire to connect today's exhausted uh, Japanese animation industry to the future. The desire to fight the continuing trend of stagnation in anime. The desire to support the strength of the heart that exists in the world. Finally, the desire to have these wishes be realized. For these purposes, we use the best, me the best methods available to us to make another Evangelion film. Many times we wondered, it's a title that's more than 10 years old, why now? Ava is too old, we felt. However, over the past 12 years, there has been no anime newer than Ava. Specifically, among the stagnant mood of the present day, it is the portrayal of will, not technology, that is most important. To support the fans that support animation, we felt that a work that would appeal to middle and high school aged men who quickly grow away from anime was necessary. When we decided that we wanted something to support the anime industry of today, the determination to return to this title was strong. As the creator of this project, I assure you that a very new feeling Evangelion world has been constructed. For this purpose, we are not returning to our roots at Gainax, 
I have set up a production company and studio, and it is in this new setting that we will start again. Without looking back, without admiration for the circumstances, we aim to walk towards the future. Thankfully, we have gathered staff from the old series, new staff, and many other fantastic staff to work on this series. We realize that we are creating something that will be better than the last series. Obviously, this poster must have been huge. It continues, as a matter of fact. Ava is a story that repeats. It is a story where the main character witnesses many horrors with his own eyes, but still tries to stand up again. It is a story of will, a story of moving forward, if only just a little. It is a story of fear, where someone who must face indefinite solitude fears reaching out to others, but still wants to try. We hope that you look forward to the four new retellings of this story. In closing, it is also our job to provide a service to our customers. Although it seems obvious, we aim to create a form of entertainment that anyone can look forward to, one that people who have never seen Evangelion can easily adjust to, one that can engage audiences as a movie for theaters, and one that produces a new understanding of the world. This fall, we hope you can join us. Creator, General Director, Ano Hideaki. And a little bit shorter news item, but I thought I'd share all that last one with you anyways. Osamu Tezuka exhibit in San Francisco. The Asian Art Museum of San Francisco has announced that they will have an exhibit dedicated to the work of Osamu Tezuka this summer. The exhibit runs from June 2nd until September 9th. The exhibit will feature over 200 drawings of Tezuka that trace his development as an artist, while a resource room will hold anime screenings and activities related to the exhibit. The Asian Art Museum will be the only U.S. venue for this exhibit. I'd like to give a great big shout-out to Anime News Network, who provides the anime news for ASO Radio. And, by the way, if you have any complaints about grammar, typos, or misspellings, you should redirect those to them. However, I would like to thank them for this wonderful service and letting us use their anime news on ASO Radio. Now that we're done with the news, let's reviews. <laughs> Knock, knock. Who's there? It's a review of Kaleidostar, episodes 10 through 13. Yes, the show that keeps giving, keeps on giving in this wonderful volume. As you know, if you've listened to past episodes, I'm a big fan of Kaleidostar. It tells about Sora, who has come from Japan, sadly an orphan, to go and pursue her dreams of being a big star on Kaleido stage, which is inspired by Cirque de la Soul which is a fantastic, artful uh, experience based out of France. And Kaleidos Star tries to go and live up to this, but with a slightly modern take using uh, various uh, computer graphics and other animation techniques to make this look really well. But the main thing that makes this show endearing is not the technology, but the spirit of the main character, Zora, who has gone from being a uh, clumsy backup in the show to becoming the main attraction as the star of a two-week run of The Little Mermaid. She's very nervous for this new role, and as well should be as it's her first starring time. Uh, and though she nails it perfectly down in emulation of her uh, biggest hero, Layla, who was the former star at Kaleido, star, uh, Kaleido Stage but went off to star in a movie, 
unfortunately, it doesn't click with the audience or with the manager or director, who all go and say that her performance was terrible. She can't understand it, though. Her performance was exactly like Layla's, and then it hits her. She's not Layla at all, but she's trying to do Layla's idea of what The Little Mermaid is about. So together she works with the cast and crew to try and improve the show and salvage it from what it is. Will this work? Well, I can't give away the ending. However, I can say that there's also another episode which deals with one of Layla's friends' past, and she has to go and confront her father, whom she hasn't seen for over ten years. It's a somewhat difficult episode but it is nonetheless great for increasing the viability of the character and I really enjoyed this volume of Kaleido Star but I don't think I've had a volume yet where I didn't so I'm going to go ahead and give this volume of Kaleido Star episode 10 through 13 a highly recommended We've got a two-for-one deal. We have two manga reviews for one video game review. We're going to review Alien 9 Volume 2 first. This, of course, is a manga about three little girls. Now, that's simple enough, except these three little girls have strange parasites connected to their heads, which give them a link with these parasites and uh, special abilities in order to combat the monsters that are invading their world. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy setup, especially considering all these girls are only supposed to be, I think, in high school. I mean, middle school. And it's actually pretty crazy. Uh, if you're going to come into this series, do not come into Volume 2. It doesn't go and explain anything that's happened before, and they're taking down a crazy-looking, sticky platypus monster that's up on the roof of their school. And it captures one of the girls, does all sorts of crazy things in their minds to think certain things are real and others are not. Um, and they have to try to overcome. They end up rescuing their one friend, but she's ill. And this is just one of those things where it's just too weird for its own good. It gets kind of confusing and kind of boring, and you kind of like the girls at some points, but they're not strong enough, and yet they're not really growing. And all in all, I tried to go and give this Alien 9 a chance. I really did, but it just couldn't hold me. Maybe it's one of those titles that really only applies to people that are female and younger than I, but I just couldn't get into Alien 9, so not recommended for Volume 2 of the Alien 9 manga. Now, I'm going to review something uh, that's a bit unusual as far as what we usually review on the show. Now, this is a Japanese manga called Planetes. We're going to be reviewing Volume 1, but what makes Planetes unique is instead of trying to be your usual fantasy or sci-fi show with all sorts of ridiculously fantastical technology or dragons or laser swords or other sort of things that you would come to expect, Planetes tries to take itself much more seriously than your usual anime or manga does. Um, it has very little graphical lexicon, if you will. In other words, people don't go chibi. Uh, people generally don't go and get sweat drops or throbbing vein marks or anything like that, although some people do go and uh, fly off the handle in a comedic way. Usually they don't suddenly switch styles or have little things to indicate their moods or whatnot. 
Uh, Planetes actually deals with junk collectors in the future who must rescue the very dangerous debris flying around uh, Earth in orbit in order to prevent people from going and getting killed or having satellites or other space uh, traveling ships damaged by this uh, debris. And as can be imagined, it's a very dangerous job, but unfortunately doesn't garner much respect from the other departments on the ship. Now, if you watch the Planetes anime first, you might be wondering where all the other characters are. In the anime, they decided to go and bring in a lot uh, more of the office aspect of work, and so you have your managers, you have your secretaries, and all this. This one, however, only focuses on the three main characters, Hachimake, uh, his uh, manager leader, and Yuki, the Russian and uh, their exploits out in space. And in the one volume, we cover pretty much about half of what happens in the Planetes anime. And I have to say, though, that even though the anime only has a fraction of the story expressed in the manga, I've got to go and give props to the anime over the manga. Like I said, it only has a small cast of characters, which is nice because you don't have to keep track of a lot of characters, but unfortunately it doesn't have the strong, likable new female member of the crew. Uh, it doesn't have the other office workers who provide a bit of depth and realism and comic relief. And it doesn't have the nice uh, colors or animation or music to go and back it up. And Planetes, the manga, I really wanted to like this one, but it just was boring. Um, I was able to get through this volume, unlike volume two of An uh, Alien 9, but it just wasn't enough to really hold me on its own, and so it took quite a long time for me to read through this book. So I'm going to have to give Planetes a neutral. really wish I could have given it something better, but just the manga is quite boring. Maybe later on it picks up its pace, uh, but at this point I can't really recommend this series. Last, we have WarioWare Twisted for the Game Boy Advance. Now, unlike most games for the Game Boy Advance, this one doesn't really use the face buttons or D-pad uh, to play the game. Instead, it has a gyroscope built into the game cartridge. So you must actually twist the game clockwise or counterclockwise in order to go and play through the various mini-games. Like the other WarioWare games, this entry in the series has you going and playing through a bunch of brief micro-mini-games, as one might call them. Essentially, mini-games that last only five to seven seconds each. So you're quickly given a brief instruction, like spin or balance or don't drop, and you must go and attempt to perform this by moving the controller left and right. Some games will actually have you rotate your system several times to win. Other ones will have you rotate it halfway to drop the hat and wig off of a lady. Uh, other ones will have you do crazy things like steering a spaceship or flying a plane out through a partially open hangar. Uh, and WarioWare Twisted is just a fun fun game. Unlike the previous entry on the Game Boy Advance, which is WarioWare Micro Minigames, 
Um, this just the the music in the game, the fun of the mini games themselves, and the overall package is much much better done. And so if you've played the first WarioWare game but weren't entirely thrilled with it, Twisted is leagues better. Now I said that you don't normally go and use the face button or the D-pad in this game, which is true, but some games such as uh, Anna and Kot's games, in other words, you put these two ninja girls' names together, Katakana, I mean Katana, see, Kat, Anna, Katana. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny, too. Anyways, uh, their games, you only play with the A button, but pretty much everything else, you're going to be twisting your game around and around in order to play. Well, you twist the whole system, honestly. And it's just a ton of fun, and you have lots of unlockables that you get when you play through the mini games and set high scores. And there are just so many mini games themselves to unlock and so many unlockable souvenirs and toys and little musical doodads that you can get that this game you could play for weeks and still not unlock everything and so WarioWare Twisted is going to get a highly recommended only thing keeping this from glory is that it seems that the gyroscope tends to get out of calibration and so what used to be perfectly center would now be slightly off to the left or slightly off to the right and so you'll rotate through the menus without meaning to and this can cause a problem when you're trying to play a game where you have to keep it perfectly balanced or you lose or a game which requires precise pr um, timing or manipulation in order to pass the game so if it wasn't for the gyroscope going in um, getting off calibration, it would be just a perfect, perfect game. So, highly recommended, WarioWare Twisted. Oh dear friends, such tragic, tragic news. We've come to the end of another episode of ASO Radio. If only there was some way that the fun could keep going. If only we could salvage what a great time we had here and let the good times roll. Oh, I know. We can just come back next week for another great episode of ASO Radio. But for now, this is NZ17 signing off, episode 113. ASO Radio is copyright of NZ17 Productions. ASO Radio is licensed to the general public under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share-alike license. Additional licenses available. For more information, visit us online at www.nz17.com.